the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey there. Kaz here. Uh, the, the laughter you hear in the background is Jamie Weston, which tells me that we're going to have quite a remarkable radio broadcast. Colette's here, too. Colette Weston. We're going to talk about stuff that they've done uh, as far as traveling to different countries. He may break out with giggle mania. We don't know, but we're going to discover some things. He's one of those people that's very engaging, as his wife Colette is as well. On uh, You visit with them, and all of a sudden you think that they're your best friends. Uh, and... Uh, they have a heart to really uh, encourage everybody that they meet in the Lord, and they're not uh, too shy about meeting people, hey, over there! You know, I mean, that's part of who they are as well. So uh, they they have a ministry in San Diego and beyond. It's called Activate Love. Isn't that right, Jamie? Correct, yes. Activate Love, you bet. Isn't that right, Colette? Yes, yes, you're right. <laughs> okay, we're going to dig into some of the things that they've done. Uh, we were kind of fingers and toes. We were counting some of the different uh, nations where Jamie has found himself evangelizing indigenously, uh, Germany, China, Africa, Cambodia, Pakistan, and the one we're going to be talking about the most today is a place called France, as in Paris, Paris, as in Paris. France. France. yes, yes, yes. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that as well, because that's the most recent trip, isn't that, Jamie, that you came back from? Yes. Correct, yes. Yes, yes yeah. it is. Well, and, and the Colette, you were, sometimes you don't go on these things, isn't that right? That's correct. Yes, but... For some reason, God stirred you to show up in Paris. Uh, I, well, actually, Paris, I've wanted to go my whole life. Yeah. My Par- whole life. You've yeah. been wanting to go to Paris your whole life. I have the name Colette because um, I was almost born in Paris. Is that right? In France. In Paris. Yes, yeah, in, in France. born in France. And so this is, this is kind of a, you weren't expecting this question, but did you, you know, like in the United States, you have to take shopping bags with you? Did you take any shopping bags with you to win? I'm kidding you now. <laughs> you, can, you can spend a lot of time and money in Paris, France, I as was sufficient. But you guys were doing ministry stuff then, so that, that doesn't yes, count. Yes, we didn't even buy a souvenir, actually. <laughs> uh, but you had a good time? We had a wonderful time. We're trusting, the best. We were, we're trusting that you did, because why are we here on the radio if you didn't? Jamie, why don't you give us kind of the overview of, of your ministry uh, outreach and uh, activate love, and then we're going to dig into some of your experiences in Paris, France, and you can throw in some color commentary about some of the other nations that you've gone. And so activate love, Jamie. Yeah, activate love is um, just our attempt to encourage other people to experience the lifestyle of Christ-likeness that's available to all Jesus' followers through the power of God's love. Yes, and so, but, but so this doesn't necessarily only take in the aspect of evangelism, whatever it takes to encourage God's love in sure. a person's life. Exactly. So I, I've, I've seen you work. 
I've had yeah. a chance to observe you, and this guy, he, he, he feels comfortable on the street corner, on the beaches, or, or in a, a social environment, whatever, and be ready for him to be so engaging that you're going to tell him your life story, mm. and uh, especially some of the challenges that you may ha- be having, and he knows how to drill in and, and uh, uh, activate love in your life. And uh, I, I, I've known uh, Colette for a long time too. Most of the environments that I've seen you in, Colette, you're uh, worshiping the Lord and uh, doing worship-related things and dancing. She's a remarkable uh, communicator in the dance and so forth like yes. that. So how about, how about uh, the like, like Jamie does, the evangelism? Do you feel more comfortable in what we would call lifestyle evangelism? We'll explain that. I feel the most comfortable dancing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I do. I like to go out on the beach and Pray for people. Yes, yes. But mostly, if I love, I love dancing. Yes, but yes. both of you also worship dance. Worship in, in dance, no yes. question about it. But you have you both have such a love for people that that just spills out anyway. Sure. So I've had a chance to observe. Now, I, part of the <clears throat> thing that I've seen you, 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 I get to see some videos of you guys ministering on the beach. You put put little tents, ministry related tents, and things like that. What does that look like? And mostly during the summertime when there's actually humans on the beach. <laughs> no, actually, there, there's a beach population year round, and we've been doing this year round now for the sixth year. Is that right? So yeah, yeah. On about um, on usually on a monthly basis. And it seems to me like when I observe the people there, uh, the people that are part of the team, sure. and, and it can be a large team or it could just, just just be you or you and Colette. And, right. and sometimes there are people that do artwork there. Yeah, we've had people come from all over Southern California really to join us. We have a canopy for artists that, uh, that, that draw a particular crowd. We have a music tent canopy with drums. We also have a couple of different kinds of prayer tents. Yes. that are signed, that have signage that targets different um, d- d- you know, parts of the population. Yes. More and more people, people lining up all day to receive the gospel. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my, my. Yep, yep. They're lining up. There was a, there was a <laughs> phrase I saw on one of the tents about uh, reading your future. So what was what was the phrase? Spiritual reading. Say that again? Spiritual reading. Spiritual reading. I, I, I thought that was a very cool way to entice people to come in because you know because you know the new age stuff is everywhere yes. and so spiritual reading you know as they're walking along the boardwalk they go let's have our spiritual reading and all of a sudden they get into an environment one-on-one with somebody who really loves their heart and soul and they they, they realize that there's a bigger picture that's just going mm, when were you born you know i mean it's like digging into your needs and letting holy spirit instruct you uh, both of you uh jamie and colette like to hear the voice of the holy spirit and then move out yes <laughs> and also dream dream interpretation Ooh, they have that on there too i love that how people, many people are interested in the dream oh, interpretation? oh a lot of people yeah yeah they come in for that Ooh. but it doesn't take but a moment and they realize there's something going on and tears start flowing my my and they'll then, ask us who are you channeling <laughs> and we'll tell them oh no problem we're channeling the biggest healer in the universe jesus mm, or is that right oh we're just channeling holy spirit yes and we just roll with that uh-huh. we've had people come in and ask for us to adjust their chakras we've had all kinds of different things yes and we just step right into it because yes, yes. it's all about it and so uh, people tend to kind of go along with it for a while, and all of a sudden they realize they're being ministered to. Yes. It's kind of fun to watch and experience. There's been more and more people getting saved at the tents. I, and, and the location of the tents may be? 
which is all right along the beach and down in on the main beach in Oceanside. Oceanside. So and we set up uh, right along a, the, the sidewalk and the road. Lifeguard there. one? By Lifeguard Tower one. Yeah, yeah so, so if you ever walking by Lifeguard Tower one in Ocean Beach? Oceanside. 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 Oh, yes. then uh, north. Yeah, sure. in Oceanside. Uh, I mean, this is uh, a ministry that a lot of people do. And, you know, I, I know a lot of the people that do this, and they're not from a single church. Right. They're from right. multiple churches. Why don't you oh, talk sure. a little bit about that, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be unusual for us to have. Fifteen or more different communities, <laughs> different churches, yes. house churches, home groups, fellowships, people from prayer rooms. Yes, um, yeah. So it's it's a community, it's a relational community. Yes. Call it, what do you, how, tell me what you think about the multiple churches involved in something like this. Does that do your heart good? I mean, yes. we, we we come from an environment where it's this church is doing this project or this in outreach. The end. But all of a sudden, you have. Uh, something that's happening in San Diego County where different people from different church groups and things like that are joining together. Tell us how wonderful that is from your perspective. From my perspective, yeah. that is my favorite thing. <laughs> when we used to do the one worships, yes, my favorite party used to make me cry every time was the different worship leaders from different churches coming together at the end of the set and doing it together oh, and I the know. unity of it. And I, I would make me cry every time. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. You know, I have a feeling that it may, one of God's favorite uh, endeavors as well, when you have different people from different bodies of Christ coming together in unity with one another, I'm sure he joins you in your tears. Yes. Uh-huh. And it is beautiful to see so many of the different churches come together and join together in love. It's great. That's good. In fact, that was one of the reasons we named this program Come Together San Diego, yeah. because of what he <laughs> is doing in San Diego County. Give us kind of an overview, uh, Jamie, from your perspective on the organization of something like this. Do you just have uh, email addresses or Facebook friends and say, okay, on this date, we're going to be there uh, and we're going to have some tents available, come and populate them. And how can you be sure that these people are versed enough to inter- communicate with other people, Jamie? Sure. Well, there's a little more to it than just putting up a an advertisement. We have people that actually oversee the individual tents that we've yes. worked with for some years. So we'll have an artist uh, with the art tent. We'll have musicians flowing in and out to supervise that and coordinate that. So people can come uh, to participate in the outreaches, and then we just put them in with whoever's coordinating that particular tent. Although I will say this, our target and goal is to love people. This is something you can do without training. You don't need training to love people. You just have to do it. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, uh, Jamie and Colette, one of the things we like to do in this broadcast is we u- like to use this as a, a springboard for other people who who are timid about doing that kind of thing sure. and say, you know what, you can do this. You don't have to have formal training. You have to have Holy Spirit uh, uh, tweaking your heart and allowing him to communicate to you. And now l- let's say that you have somebody joining your group that may not be particularly well-versed. What's your, what's your word of encouragement, Jamie, and what's your word of encouragement, Colette? I tell people to remind their face what Jesus is doing in their heart. So we, we, we want a face that looks like Jesus' face. <laughs> Remind your face. <laughs> uh, and, but I'm sure that your wisdom is a, a lot different than Jamie's wisdom, Colette. Well, what's, what's your counsel to somebody that's coming in a little timid and going, well, what do I do now? I think you can identify with that in some ways because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not, maybe not your first, first choice to go out there and, and, and burrow on through. So what do you tell people? I am... Um 
the more quiet, timid one of, of, the, <laughs> of the relationship. And I can always love. I can always let God's love flow through me, and I can hug people. Yes, yes. And people love to be hugged and touched and looked at and listened to. And you don't have to be able to say any great thing. All yes, you have yes. to do is listen and love. I love that, Colette. And that's exactly who you are. And Jamie is a little bolder in things like that and, and a remarkable teacher as well on these things. We're with Jamie and Colette, and uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Westons and their in their desire to go out, not only do this in San Diego County, but beyond. We're going to talk about some of those things as well. So we want you to keep an eye out when you go to populated places or beaches or whatever, you might just see them and tents. So be ready to jump on into what they have to share because it's going to impact your life as well. So Colette, Jamie, we're going to talk more about this. Is that okay with you? Let's do it. When we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back. I always almost like to always sing to the music there because I love worship and praise. So, uh, Jamie and Colette Wesson are with, with us uh, Activate Love, uh, and the website is activatelove.org. I visit there sometime. And uh, love to talk to them a little bit more about not only what the ministry that God has stirred them in within San Diego County, but beyond as well. And so we've talked about uh, beyond in the first the first segment. That uh, is different areas like uh, Germany, China, Africa, Cambodia, uh-huh, uh, and a place called Paris, France. That was where you most recently came back from. Hey, isn't that right, Jamie? Right, right, Paris, France. Yes, yes. And Colette was telling you just briefly about Paris in, in her last thing. I was teasing her about shopping bags, and th- she said she didn't even visit a store. So... Uh, we're going to have you tell us a little bit more about the story. I'm going to start with you, Jamie. Uh, what took you to Paris, France for this trip? Was this the first time you were there? First time in France, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure so, so what's this, the story behind it? But I'm going to I'm going to caution you because Colette is going to have a chance to do mm-hmm. color commentary as we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, actually, Colette might flesh this out a little better. I'll just say this, though. Um, everything that we do in ministry is relationally based. Mm-hmm. So we just followed a relation, a thread of relationship that Colette had really cultivated over about a year, year and a half's time, and uh, it took us to France. Yes, yes. Now, uh, from before we got on the air, Colette, you were telling the story about some of these people that you actually v- visited in Paris were people that you had known about in other countries. T- tell us b- very, very briefly about that so that we can get to Paris, France soon. Okay. I met a young man in Germany which Pakistani, and I guess about a year and a half later, that's when we visited in Paris. A, a guy to, in no, he, he Yes, he lived for a while, then he went to Italy, then he went to Paris. And through all that time, we, we became very close friends, and then he met a whole bunch of different people in Paris that brought us that. I, I love Paris. it. And so that for your... Paris, France outreach, basically, yes. and it was. And Jamie, you said, used the word relationally, relationally based. And when you have people that you have connect with, obviously they bring people along that you haven't connected with, and there's a real sure. ministry outreach there. So she set the stage for you. Now, don't blow it, Jamie. What happened next? Well, we, they invited us into uh, a couple of different settings. 
uh, we visited two house churches that consist of um, immigrants and refugees from Pakistan. They live together, they eat together, they pray together. Um, it's a beautiful community there. In Paris, France. In Paris, we visited two different house churches. We visited a church uh, led by an Indian pastor. And, and we're we, talking about India. Correct, India. Uh-huh. correct, yes, yes, uh-huh. And we're invited to minister there. As well, we ministered in an all-Pakistani church there. So actually four different settings and visited a fifth. It's very interesting. I gave the website address, but you also have a Facebook or Colette or both of you. You're pretty good at doing some posting on things. So I, some of your, your fans here in the United States and in San Diego County had a chance to track some of the activities, but some sweet people that you met there. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. They, We were relating to them as if they were over social media, uh-huh. and now that we met face-to-face and spent time with them, we know that and it's absolutely true. Yes, and, and Colette, you were mentioning a step. You mom. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about that story. Five years ago that I was going to be a, to, to the nations, uh-huh. I didn't know I had even traveled at that point and really didn't want to, and then things opened up. Um, I went to Germany, and then it all started, and then they started calling me mom, and everything just opened. And so the... Prophecy or declaration over you actually came true. The prophecy came true, and I learned really that God does more than we ask or think. I've seen that in reality. Yes, the things I suspect, uh, Colette, and that is that they, if they feel comfortable calling you mom, yes, that opens up the the, the intimacy a lot more, and that you can. I wouldn't say use the word deeply, but you would be. They would be willing to open up more clearly to you, so you can actually get in there and do uh, some spiritual. Uh, housekeeping as well. Yes, we do. I do. I communicate with with a lot of them um, almost daily, and they have spiritual questions. They, you know, they get on Bible studies with Jamie, and they call <laughs> they call him Papa, and um, they have they get advice from us, and they sometimes they're just upset and they just need comfort. Yes, and so we we're just there for them. Oh, that's re- remarkable. Yeah. Do you want to expand on that a little bit, Jamie? Um, it's just the most re- it's just the most remarkable thing, really, to see, really watch Colette come alive in her purpose. Uh-huh. You know, typically, some people would reach for a kind of ministry. I want to do this ministry and that ministry. Colette's ministry is just being who she is. Well, she's yeah, a well, consummate mother. She has the mother heart of God. Yes, and she just lets the Jesus that's in her flow out through that in that shape, and people are uh, profoundly impacted. Yes, yes. Now, There's a large the, group now. I, I want you to speak to our listeners here because a lot of times the thing that holds them back from actually being who they are is they think that there's a great deal of expectations that they cannot meet. But all, all you have to, because God built you. He built you for a purpose, specific purpose, and he's going to put people in front of you that have a need for uh, experiencing your purpose and, this, and and God's love behind it. Talk a little bit about that. That's right. The, the remarkable statement. You don't have to do anything other than be who you are. Expand yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah, it's really true. You know, um, if Jesus is in us, if we're Christians, Jesus yes. should be in us. So if Jesus is in us, it's, it's all inside. It's already all there. All of all the potential of what God wants to do in us and through us is already inside of us. It just needs to be let out. Yes. And that, that involves becoming comfortable with who you are, becoming secure in the love of God, 
and learning how to reach and just communicate with other people in a very natural way. Yes. Now, one of the, I think one of the drawbacks is sometimes a person uh, may have a tendency to say things that offend. But I'll tell you what, if you, if, if you use the intellect of a mom or dad, you're, you're sensitive to the character of your kids, and you don't want to do anything to alienate them. So actually a mother's touch or a father's touch is something from a biblical standpoint that can actually draw people in instead of, have you... Have you cleaned your room lately? You know, that's not where we're going when we're talking about spiritual mom or dad. We're talking about how is the inside of your spiritual room and what can I help you do to clean it out? I'm, I'm, I'm extrapolating a little bit, but you want to expand on that a little bit, uh, Colette? I just, mostly what I do is just show them love yes, and just be there for them and Encourage them. Oh, that's good. Encourage them. Now, here we are in a foreign country, and you're probably using the tactic that God has given you for the United States and San Diego County as well. I mean, this whole thing, being a mom and dad, translates pretty well in any environment. So how was it different, Jamie, when in, in a foreign country like that? I mean, do you have to get past some of the different culture issues and things like that, or the language and things like that, or is that a, is that a blockade, or how, how do you deal with things like that, Jamie? Yeah, culture, is, culture can be an issue. Um, language can be a real issue. Yes. Um, fortunately, we have Google Translate. <laughs> and so, do you actually use that frequently? Absolutely, abs- all the time. In fact, I use it all the time now. I use it daily now. So you basically speak, people. you oh, yeah. say, okay, this is the language sure. I want to speak. You speak in English and it we're translates it for you. We're talking to people in Chinese, we're talking to people in Urdu, we're talking to people, yeah, in German. Sure. Oh my. Is that a hard Google thing to adjust to or pretty easy? It's easy peasy. Well, you know, we've got a minute or so left in this segment. Jamie, I'm going to put this on you as a minister. I'm going to say, listen, the people that are listening right now, many of them have said, I'm not built for this. I'm not built for this. But you're built to be to show God's love and so uh, Jamie it used an analogy there is don't do what other people do. Do what God has called you to do. Be whom God has called you to be. Our listening audience, would you spend about 60 seconds encouraging our listening audience that they don't have to go through, you know, all these different preparatory books. They just have to go to the good book and the guy who wrote it, the Lord himself, in the, yeah, about a minute. The example Jesus uses is the is – the, is the, uh, um, Oh, oh! The guy that, the guy that touches the sick guy. <laughs> the sick guy. I can't. I can't think of the name. <sighs> Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm Tell blanking out. Don't I'm worry. blanking out. We'll, we'll so the it. thing that's important is touching people. Yes. Seeing people, talking to people. The Jesus that's in you has been doing that for two thousand years. Uh-huh. Nobody's better than touching people than Jesus is. I like that. So if we're if we're willing to reach through ourselves into somebody else's life and love them, that can begin a powerful, powerful chain of events. Yes, yes, yes. You know, we, we're, we're going to do some more digging into what evangelism looks like, but and also healing. We'll talk a little bit about the healing component as well in the next segment, because you have to understand, sometimes, you know, if you, if you allow Jesus to work through you, sometimes it's not a salvation issue. Sometimes right. it's a healing issue, an emotional healing issue, and sometimes it's a as well, sure. and uh, it's kind of, don't you think it's a little bit exciting what's God going to say to you this time? You know, I'm, I'm ready to give them uh, motherly advice, but all of a sudden they have something else that maybe just needs uh, laying hands on them or, or praying over an illness or something like that, and, and you just be flexible and see, see what God does. 
Yes, there's lots of times I lay hands on the phone, on the video, <laughs> and pray for them physically. Yes, yes. That's well, really needed. And mental. I they like have that. mental We're, we're going to explore those a little bit more in the next segment when Colette uh, and Jamie Weston and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-24. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Back. Hello, friends. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, on the radio and this radio broadcast and otherwise is best in the mix when you're doing some ministering on behalf of the Lord to give the Lord to the Lord. In other words, Holy Spirit, you know, we, we go, okay, I've written all these things down and here's what I'm going to do, step A, B, C. And the Holy Spirit saying, oh, those are nice, but just just uh, allow me the freedom within you to do these things and we're going to go to uh, vistas you've never even experienced before, and that's and and people are going to be so uh, changed as a result of it. Rather than you know, this is my ministry and this is what I did, and I changed that person's life. That's going the wrong direction. Holy Spirit wants to say, I want to change your life. You just be listening and obedient. Wouldn't you say that that's important, uh, Jamie? Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about you guys, just coming back from Paris, France, we want you to be able to share some of the stories about some of the things that happened. It may be in a one-on-one environment. You, you did some teaching and preaching as well, and maybe some healing things, Jamie. Why don't you give an overview there? And I think Colette wants to share an interesting story that she recalls as well. Go ahead, Jamie. Yeah, our time was uh, our time was mixed. We were in so many different settings. Part of the time we were in houses. Some of the times we were in churches. I actually preached in a 700, 800-year-old, an 800-year-old church mm-hmm. from the little crow's nest. That was fun. Um, one of the things, one of the cool stories, the, the, the really fun stories, was in one of the house churches that we were ministering at. I think we were back for the second time in this location. A young man was not able to join us because his leg was so damaged. He, he, he damaged his leg and was in so much pain that he couldn't even walk, hadn't been able to work. And couldn't even actually join the meeting. He was laying down, uh, just disabled. After the meeting, we asked about him, asked if we could pray for him. And they told us, well, he's he's asleep, so we just were going to pray from the room, long distance for him. Well, he hobbled out into the room, kind of drug himself out into the room. Where you were? Where where we were, My. yeah. He, 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 he pulled himself out and so uh, grabbed another young man or two that were with us, there, uh, some of the ones that Colette, Colette's picked out and we've been pouring into and just coached them and praying for this guy. So you actually handed the baton over to other people to pray for Plugged him. them right in. Because yeah. you're a dad. That's sure. what dads do. Plugged him right in. <laughs> and uh, prayed for him the first time. Nothing happened. Asked him if there's any change. Nothing happened at all. So told him we'd love to pray again. We went uh, after that healing a second time from a slightly different perspective. And uh, you could see the look on his face, the look of astonishment. Uh, he was completely restored and actually went back to work the next day. Am I? So God is real, my friend. And whether he's in Paris, France with you or in San Diego County right. at a uh, grocery uh, market or 
at the laundromat or, or walking down the street or even at the beach or wherever, God's with you, and he may just whisper in your ear, see that poor person over there? I've seen Jamie do this. Uh, he'd be walking down the street, and there's a, a guy maybe being filled with stuff or an indigent person, and Jamie will, will just walk up and just have a, a one-on-one conversation. It startles, sometimes it startles people because this person is so friendly, but all of a sudden you it doesn't take long to talk to Jamie to understand how sincere and transparent he is, so you let your guard down quickly. So uh, And then people... People, uh, our lives are changed. And uh, I have to smile because I'm seeing all this through a translator oftentimes. And it had to be very, very funny. <laughs> you know, people people ask me to pray for them for boldness, to pray for for boldness. Yeah. I tell people there's no gift of boldness. You just have to do it. I'll pray for compassion. Your mm. heart will be moved by compassion. But saying hi to somebody is no more difficult than saying goodbye to them. Yeah. And uh, it's that point of connection that makes that starts the ball rolling. Yes, and sometimes I have to smile because I know you're you have goofy antics like I do. That's why I lo- love you so much, Jamie. But, but and, and I, I want Colette to share a story. Let's, let me set the stage for you. They're in Paris, France, and they're in. in a, I guess it's a bio, doing a Bible study kind of a meeting. And uh, Jamie is kind of warming up the crowd as a comedian does, you know. And what happened, Colette? That was memorable to you. And I had to laugh when you shared this during the commercial break. Set the stage and share it with us. In this, uh, it's a home church. Um, they also have a church of their own, but they meet on every Saturday night. They have a meet. Uh, they eat a big um, dinner together. They sit on the floor and they eat together. And then, um, no, the composition of this room was the Pakistanis, Parisians, uh, who, all Pakistanis. Uh-huh. As far in, as in I Paris. know, there might have been a few from India, but I think mostly Pakistanis. And uh, a room full of. 10, 15? Uh, 15, 20, yes. maybe 25. Okay, and yes. so what happened? Um, Jamie was sharing his love message, activate, activating love, and he brought a whole bunch of his little red sunglasses that are shaped like a heart, and <laughs> he passed them out, and they were like little kids at Christmas. They just loved him. They were all, they all had to take a picture with us, and they just, Loved it, and it was it was wonderful. Well, uh, probably thereafter you had their attention, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, so fun. <laughs> okay. And they and they continued to wear those the whole time we were there, out in public <laughs> and everything. It was great. Uh, I love this. So Jamie has just a way of forcing you to get past your your uh, you know religious spirit or whatever whatever it is. You know, evangelism has been made far 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 too difficult and complex. You know. It's love that changes people, love that transforms yes. people. Um, I don't have to convince anybody of anything more than I'm able to talk with them about. I have to give somebody a tract. We actually become a tract. Ooh, I like that. And uh, let the life and the love of God that's in us touch them. And at the close of this segment, I'm going to have you pray over our listeners that this happens to them as well, to have that freedom to let just let Holy Spirit work through them. Don't worry about uh, reading a script or anything like that. Um, so, but in in the in the meantime, I, I want you to walk through just a, a moment or two of the like a conversation you might be having with a person. Or once you become friends with them, uh, they open up, and uh, let, let's say that they're saying they they need some spiritual healing and things sure. like that. What, do you have a, a sense on the best way to do that, or is it different each time? Explain to us what that might sound like. Well, when I approach somebody, I always 
take a pause for a minute and just take a deep breath and orient myself in love for that person. There's a difference in loving somebody or trying to fix them. Yes. I avoid fixing people because very quickly as you're talking to people, you run into situations in the conversation that I just can't fix. Yeah. There are things that are beyond my, you know, get beyond resources, beyond my, that's when we turn to prayer. The most loving thing I can do for somebody is putting them in touch with somebody that can fix them and can do something about their situation now. Yes. Possibly in the future, but it could be right now. And, um, um, so then we just bridge that conversation into prayer and connect them with the power of God's love right yes. right where they're at. Yes. Do you think there's a danger, Colette, in actually having a to-do list and saying, okay, I gotta, I'm going to have this person receive the Lord, this person is going to be healed. And the danger of uh, maybe a traditional ministry mindset is you're going to hang with that person until they profess Jesus or until they're healed. There's a freedom in just doing what you've been called to do and walking away from it, trusting that it's not on you to bring them to the Lord completely or to have them healed. Do you want to talk a little bit about that very briefly? There's a freedom in, in also, I mean, not having an outcome in your mind when you talk to somebody, no matter who they are, is the best way to show love. If you have an outcome of what should happen in that conversation, you're going to try to control it. Oh my. And the best way to do that is to not have an outcome in mind, but to just show love and listen to what God's doing in your heart. I love that. Jamie, uh, we've got about a minute in this segment. Would you speak to our listeners? Because a lot of times we have preconceived notions about, you know, well, let's go out and minister to people. Okay, I've got my checklist and I've got to check this thing off and this thing off. That's not it at all. Would you be a, a father's voice here to the people and spend about a minute encouraging people to go out and just be whom God has called you to be and let's see what God does? And it may not be a, a finale each time. That yeah. may, you may be the middle of the story. Sure, sure. So people have asked me, what's your approach? Give me your approach. Uh-huh. How do you do this? And I tell people it's a very simple a very simple way to start this. There's one magic word. Works for everybody. One magic word. That magic word is hi. <laughs> uh, so let me practice just, that. Hang on. <laughs> hi. So you just start a conversation with somebody. You can't bring Jesus to somebody if you're not communicating with them. Yes. So start a conversation with them. Yes. Start a con- and then see where it goes. Okay, so that, you're, that will be what you tell our listeners. To just start a conversation. Start a conversation. And see where it goes. It's easy just to say, hi. Okay? Yeah, Good. absolutely. We're going to talk a little bit more about saying hi in the next segment, but we're going to bring on somebody else, if uh, as they call in, that uh, they're, they're going to share with you some of the trepidation they may have felt early on in, in an evangelistic kind of environment. But we want you, my listening friend, to be encouraged that it's really simple because it's not you doing it, it's Holy Spirit through you. So uh, uh, Colette and uh, Jamie Weston and a surprise guest in this next section coming up when we come right back. More. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And I am back with uh, the, the Westons, Colette and Jamie. How you guys doing? Are you ready for the last segment, Jamie? I mean, really. We're good. Let's go. (laughs) 
Okay, well, as we go, we want to bring you along, my listening friend, but we also want to bring somebody else along. What I would like to do, uh, uh, Colette and Jamie, in this segment is to walk people through what an environment might be from uh, just going out and being whom you've been called to be and see how many people are impacted. And let, let my listening friend, I want you to come along with us as well, but I'm going to set the stage. We're not going to go out to necessarily a mall. We're going to walk along uh, a street where there are some people that are just hanging out that they may have their you know their grocery carts with stuff on there and so forth but i want to bring somebody in who has been ministering uh, with jamie quite a bit and colette weston as well this is a person whom i've known for quite some time and she is i I call her wonder woman Uh, this is melinda luke hey melinda how are you doing Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing fine. And so I've had a chance to observe you in the environment as well. And there's a level of compassion that you have. And your personality is different from others. And that's a positive thing because uh, you can get in, uh, kind of sneak behind the scenes of a person's heart. And all of a sudden they get changed as well. So uh, I'm gonna, we're going to ask Jamie to start out with a question. And I'm going to have you give color commentary in that as well because I know – uh, Melinda Luke, you've been with, with Jamie on the, a street environment before. And so, Jamie, okay, here we are on a street environment, and you've got a team. It may be three or four people, Melinda among them. W- what do you tell your crew, your team, when you go out and minister like that? Anything that moves qualifies, <laughs> for the love of God. Yes. Was that intimidating to you, Melinda, when you went out uh, do, doing street ministry with Jamie, or at what point did you relax and let Holy Spirit have his way, Melinda Luke? Well, I feel like I enjoy more going out on the streets, so it was a little bit more, um, I think, uh, comfortable for me to be out on the streets, but but um, new for me with Jamie and because maybe it was a different I used to. So, um, but I love the encouragement that Jamie gives, and um, just that resting in in the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit move, being relational. It doesn't have to be over the top. Just give a a little word and let the connection happen, and then from there, just you know, flow. Yes. You know, so. Uh, I think that gives me a sense of comfort that I don't have to make anything happen and just, but, but you do have to step out and just breathe as you go along and, hey, my friends are with me, so that's good. <laughs> and your friend, capital F, is with you as well, <clears throat> so that's good as well. So, Jamie, you were telling a story about uh, you, you on a street ministry, you actually uh, played the role of one of the other people on the street, and you sat against the wall, and what did you discover as people walked by? And then I want you to do color commentary on this, Melinda, and also Colette. Yeah, I, I, I met some, young, some guys that were just sitting against a building along a sidewalk, downtown Oceanside, and decided that instead of talking down at them, to sit down and talk with them. So I actually sat down with them next to, next to them and leaned against the building as if I were one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at that perspective. People walking by without looking, Good. people avoiding looking, people some people looking at looking with every kind of attitude. Yeah. And do you think maybe some of the attitude is I just don't want to engage these people because they're going to ask for money or they're going to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, people just don't know what to say. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They don't know. They just don't know. Melinda, what's your take on that? Yeah. You, you've experienced that, too. What was your take on that initially? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think 
the whole thing of like not going at it from not, from a perspective of I'm with you and I'm for you and I'm not trying to change you or fix you and you know make you say a prayer and you know just letting that Holy Spirit move within relating to that person even if we can't relate to the person and just trusting God that like the that the compassion whatever he's given you in your heart that he's going to use that in order to speak to this person and sometimes they speak to you and you're changed in the, in the moment and you're like wow oh, wow 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Colette, what's your what's your take on this? Uh, there, there's a moment where all of a sudden you're not on a, a talking le- level; you're on a communication level. I, well, I think looking at it at, as a homeless person, if you just um, think about how they feel, never having being looked at, um, it it moves your heart with compassion when you think of them always having someone look away from them. Yes. And think of being the person who looks at them yes. instead of the person who looks away. I'm going to I'm going to ask a question ask all three of you to respond to this. Do you injure in thinking that you must have the answer Jamie? Uh no, I don't think so. Because I do have uh, the answer to their problems. Okay. Living right inside of me. <laughs> well, I like that. You went in a different direction than I thought you were going to go, but I like that, and that's so true. You do have, but it's not like you have yeah. to fabricate no. the, the answer. So no. the same question to you, Melinda Luke. The question, um, do we yeah, have as to you walk by, do you feel obligated to have, to have the, the answer? Yeah. yeah, no, we don't have to have all the answers, and but um, Jesus does, and he is the answer, and you know, just point them to the Word, point them to, um, you know, you know, uh, communicating with God that He hears them, you know, and He hears and sees them. And, and me also receiving that Word that, you know, being, being, well, I don't like to say being Jesus because, you know, we all fall, fall short, but, but uh, just letting Jesus' eyes through us to them and knowing that, like, like Colette was saying, like look at them and see them through, through you know the Father's eyes. Oh, I like that, Colette. Any yes, thoughts? I th- think what Melinda said, letting Jesus' eyes come through our eyes to them, um, and I, I initially when I'm around a homeless person, I do get intimidated because I'm thinking they're going to want something something for me. But if I think about putting myself in their place. And showing them love, it changes my perspective. And it probably changes theirs as well, yes. you say, Colette? Yes. Okay. I'm going to put all three of you on the spot, and I'm going to go right down the line. I'm going to start with uh, uh, you, Melinda, and that is I want you to be an encouragement to people that are listening and spend just maybe uh, under a minute as an encouraging the listeners right now about having a level of freedom to allow Holy Spirit to talk through you, no matter what the environment is. It could be, it's probably not every day you're going to be on the street environment like that, but it's going to be in a grocery store, or it's going to be in the laundromat, or it's going to be the next door neighbor when they're, you know, watering their plants, yes. or it could be, you know, walk, when you're walking an animal down the street and so, so forth. What would you, what's your encouragement after having gone through this uh, as far as uh, a person going, I, I don't feel comfortable to do that. What would you tell them in your brief in your brief uh, conversation to them? I feel like um, if if it's in your heart to have the Lord speak through you, that He will, and 
and just, you know, being yourself, saying, or even stepping out and just connecting with the person on whatever level you can connect with the person. Just a hi, hello, cute dog, hey, nice hat. Um, I feel like if if your heart is for them to know Jesus, that that whatever, like, some, I've gotten advice throughout my walk and even just, like, smiling and giving them, like, some positive um, just encouraging words that, you know, are related to the Bible that the Lord is speaking through you and the Lord's smiling and looking at them in the eyes that the, that the Lord um, is, is shining through you to them. And they can feel it and they'll see it. And, and even if they don't, you know, the Lord will, will just say a prayer, you know, as, 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 you know, when that meeting's over and just say a little prayer, Lord, that you're going to continue to to speak through them, through other people, and yeah. however you, you know, however you choose. So yeah. just trusting God, I think, and stepping out and knowing that your heart is for them to know the Lord. Very good. And, you know, that's, that's really more simple than you would think. Thank you, Melinda, for joining us for this segment. Any quick thoughts as we uh, go to a break? Boy, I'll tell you what, Jamie and Colette, what a remarkable time, but it goes so fast. It goes so fast. So I'm going to ask you for a brief comment, Colette, and then I'm going to have Jamie close this with me. Well, I just want to share that um, there's so many people out there that need a mother and a father. Mm. They just need to be loved and mothered and fathered. And you can be that person to so many people that you don't even realize that you can. You just need to let it flow through you. Yes, yes. Jamie, uh, one of uh, uh, one thought as we've got maybe a minute or a half to go here, and then we'll close the segment. I'll tell you something, Jamie and Colette, and also Melinda, what a joy to have all three of you share your insights, because it takes a lot of trepidation out of the listener to go, oh, I have to do all these things. It's not that tough. It's just be whom God has called you to be. Jamie? Sure. Just just shine where you are. Just shine as brightly as you can where you are. If that's with your husband or, or, or spouse, shine brightly there. If you're at work, shine brightly there. If you're in the Grocery store, shine brightly there. Just, just shine. Just shine brightly. Very good. Jamie, Colette, and Melinda, thank you all three for joining me here. Uh, you know, uh, in the last hour, we spent some time uh, evangelistic. In this next hour, you're going to have, because I'm going to be bringing an artisan on. You know what I mean when I say an artisan? They're a person who does artful things. And uh, many of you, my listening friend, have had uh some skill sets or you say, you know, I need to dabble, I need to write a little bit or I need to do artwork or I need to take photography and things like that. It's not that tough just just make the first step forward and I'm going to have somebody in this next hour talking to you about how she did this and uh, her solutions could be yours. Once again, Jamie, Colette, uh, and Melinda, thank you for joining us and sharing your truths with us. And we're going to be bringing on an artisan that has innovative insights when I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Hey, welcome back, my friends. You know, Here's the challenge for you. Whether you know whether you dabble in singing, you like to play an instrument, uh, you like to do art, or you like to do drama, or you like just visiting with people, 
God sees these things that you like to do, and he would like to make that not only uh, a part of uh, who you are in a bigger way as you entrust him, but he also may want to use that as a a tool for you to draw other people closer to him. So don't be surprised if he stirs you to do that, particularly <laughs> after this hour with my co-host in this hour. I want you to meet uh, an artisan that has been uh, an acquaintance for quite some time, but the more I dig into some of the stuff that she does, uh, I call her a friend from Las Vegas now, but formerly from San Diego County, Nicole Ramirez. Hello, Nicole. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know, I, I've had an opportunity. I, I guess it's been a long, many years since we've been, you know, passive friends. And uh, you, you, I've always had an opportunity to see some of the stuff that you dabble in. But I'm thrilled to see that it's not dabbling so much anymore. You, they're a part of your ministry. So why don't you give us an overview of uh, who you are and what God has called you to do from an artisan standpoint. And my listening friend, let me let me warn you, I have an ulterior motive in this. And the ulterior motive, and I talked to Nicole about this too, is that let her be an inspiration for you to take that the, 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 the little uh, paint uh, brush and canisters that you have or those uh, uh, drawing pencils, those, uh, you know, those charcoal pieces or uh, that keyboard that you have or the guitar or uh, that blank piece of paper that is crying for you to write something on it as in a script or a book or a poem, I want you to be inspired by this hour with Nicole uh, Ramirez and I. So there you go. I set the stage, Nicole. It's all on you. I'll be back uh, in an hour. No, just kidding. (laughs) So tell us a little little bit about you and uh, the transition that you made from just being Nicole to being Nicole uh, Artisan. Well, we all know that how many credits you need to graduate from school. And in the 70s, I went to El Capitan there in Lakeside, and we needed so many credits to graduate. I took um, different classes, just so forth. And one that just kind of got my attention was photography. Yes. And... Well, I took the class, and no big deal. And back then, they did not have digitals. It was just the film um, with the double lenses and whatnot. And, and then, so, then they had the—I'm the, familiar with this. You, you had the school dark rooms and everything like that, uh, yep. and all the solution and stuff. So you, yep. you had to kind of put a clothespin on your nose when you went in there because of this yep. unusual smells. I, I, I wasn't involved in photography, but I remember those days. So continue your story. Okay. Well, anyway, um, the, the semester was getting close to the end, and I had a, accomplished all my assignments, and the teacher there, you know, kind of liked my work, and he goes, you know, we really need to put some of these into the Del Mar Fair. Yes. And, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, but I was good, and I listened, <laughs> and we matted them up, and we put them in, uh, into the Del Mar Fair, and I won nearly every, no, I did. I won everything that I had entered. My mom. And that was, that was kind of sweet. When I graduated in 76, got uh, saved in 77, married in 79, had three kids. And, um, well, the time came and I was bored. So I went out and I got, um, not a digital still, it was still film. And I just went out on little field trips and got some pictures taken then the next year, the digitals come out, and I go out and take some more pictures. And the people at church started bugging me 
almost almost harassing me, Kaz, then um, you've got to start selling your work. And again, I, I don't want to sell my work. And so after a couple of years, just to shut everybody up, I went to First <laughs> Day San Diego, and it was down in Balboa Park. I made a bunch of greeting cards. And uh, even at that time, this lady had um, shut down her shop, and she gave me, which I still have, over 10,000 envelopes. My, my. And, um, but that time, uh, Earth Day San Diego, that spring, I earned over $200 in cash from, um, just, From uh, your photography. Well, yeah. Remarkable. So, so now do you, you, you started photography in, in a high school, was it high school or college environment? High school? High school, El Capitan. El Capitan High School. And you weren't saved at the time. You became saved Correct. about a year or so later, as I recall. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay. So all of a sudden, God's starting to blow on your, your creativity and go, <laughs> I want you to realize yeah. that I've not only created you as a human, but I created you as a creative human. Yes. And so when you had that revelation, uh, you obviously started participating in photography, but when you start, when did you start participating in uh, doing artwork or, or, or doing book writing or blogging? Uh, when did those things come to pass as you began to formulate uh, the character whom God has called you to be? Well, that was a couple of years later. Things started blossoming wonderfully. Um, I got a book done. The first one was it is was called the Earth Declares. Yes. Now, did you and blend with 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 the book itself? Did you blend some of your photography or artwork? It is full. It is like <laughs> a national. You've see, everyone's seen National Geographic and the the covers of them. Yes. You know that's what this book is, and uh, the back cover is thirty thousand feet above Mount Shasta. My my. And uh, so let me, let me let me ask you the question. Do you think this was God's intent strategy to now you also you felt comfortable in photography? So he goes, OK, now I'm going to expand her a little bit and have her do some book stuff. Because And when you do a book, you have to write something in the book oh, in yeah. addition to photographs. So all of a sudden now you're not only a photographer, you are a writer. Yes. Tell your story. Well, um I will, to this day, we'll just see a picture, and the I get my pen out, and I don't know how to explain this, really. It just starts flowing out of the pen, out of my spirit, out of, um, and I can give an example. Yes, we're, um, we want to save the example for the next segment, because we're running okay. up to a commercial break here. But, uh, but what I want to be able to do, my listening friend, I want you to identify uh, uh, with uh, Nicole Ramirez's uh, process in discovering her artisan skill set, because I want you to realize that God has poured some stuff into you as well. It may not be with a, with a, a writing pen, it may not be with a, a, a camera, but then again it may, or it may be something else. But what Nicole and I want to do at the close of this broadcast is for you to walk away and go, you know, I got some stuff as well that I might want to just move a little bit more into. And we want this to be an encouragement to you to say, well, I think I was inspired by what Nicole had to say. And uh, let me just kind of step out. That's kind of what we want, isn't it, Nicole? Amen. Well, let's continue our strategy when you and I come right back. 
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Hello there. Nicole Ramirez uh, in Las Vegas, formerly a San Diego lady. She's a Christian artisan and so much more. And we want to use this hour that we're spending together to be an inspiration to YOU. Nicole, in our last segment, we talked a little bit about the photography component and how you began publishing books tied to photography. And I'm gonna—I want to save much of that for the following segment after this because I want to spend some time really digging into the writing component. But let me let's talk a little bit more about the, the actual uh, photography component because my listening friend, here's the good thing: in your pocket right now, or somewhere on your uh, on your. Uh, dresser table or whatever your cell phone is and if you've noticed that has a thing called a camera (laughs) and the way that the cameras work these days it's so easy to be an amateur photographer and the the caliber of the photos high resolution and everything is remarkable and a lot of the things are actually built into the camera to make you look good so one of the things that i wanted to talk with you about nicole is i mean you began when it was you know you take the photograph and you go into the into the uh uh, area dark where you, room. yeah, in the dark room, and you have to put up with the smells and things like that, and you wash the thing off, and you hang them on the on the you know the clothesline kind of a thing, and you watch the process. Yeah. Now it's just oh, that could be good a good picture. Grab your phone and click click, and then it's got different filter things and so forth in there. I mean, it's easier right now to be a photographer but there's one thing that cha- will remove you from the other people and I want to talk you to talk a little bit about this one of the things Nicole I think that I see when I look at your photographs is there's a heart behind it it's not just oh here here's a bird take a picture of a bird here's a picture of a tree take a picture of a tree there's a, a heart of creativity behind that and there are nuances tied to that so talk to a little us a little bit about the composition of photographs and what makes them different because you have the creator of the universe living within you. What's that kind of like? Does the Holy Spirit talk to you and he says, this will be a great shot? What's the process with you when you come up with powerful photography? Well, this is a holy question because I really don't do anything, I think. I take a picture and... um, I, it, I'm almost speechless when I'm done with it. I just, uh, um, being here in Las Vegas, yes, I miss San Diego, that I go out to, you know the places, Mission Trails, Famosa Slough, and I would see dragonflies, and my goodness gracious, they'd get my attention. Um, and then I would, I bought the book all about the bugs. I bought a book all about the birds, and I was amazed about some and the flowers, what man has named them. And um, and I learned there was a story behind them. Uh, I would, uh, the time when I went April 4th, 2004, out to Lake Henshaw, and I looked up with my film camera, and there were two eagles. They were fighting. And I named that photograph Defending My Territory. <laughs> my, so my, my. 
I don't, it just, it's just in me. I don't know, you know, God put it there. I don't really, it just flows. Is there something My that clicks when you see something you go, well, this is an interesting look to it or an interesting topic, click, 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 or you just go, Sometimes. I'm going to go shoot birds, I'm going to go shoot, shoot plants and flowers, and, and then you just pick the ones that look good? Or I, I guess what I'm trying to get to here, is there a Holy Spirit influence in the creativity? And I, I may, you may have never been asked to put it into words before, but uh, is there a kind of a synergism going on there between Holy Spirit and whispering in your ear and says, look up, there's eagles up there, or look over here, isn't this interesting, isn't this beautiful? And then you go, oh, yes, and click. Tell me about that process, because there are a lot of other people that go, I'm not particularly creative, but uh, they may be, and they just don't know about it. So help me be an inspiration to those people, Nicole. Okay. Well, you it's just like if you, seriously, it's almost like liking chocolate. You just, <laughs> something, you just, um, I will go out on what I call Abba walks, and things just get my attention. You say Abba, as that, in the Father, Abba walks? Yes. I yes, love it. Yes. And um, just seeing a simple little sparrow will get a, a person's, can and will get a person's attention. Um, just different life forms. I mean, I've seen uh, going out, I saw that raccoon that time when I was visiting Florida, and I took a picture of it. It got my attention, but I will say I didn't sense the emotion. It just got my attention. Um, but here in the last season, it's a whole other story. I, my, it's, I'm a whole new person. It's, I, I feel, I sense, I um, discern. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, beautiful. I'll have, um, I know this happens to many a person, they'll have just a simple life form, birds, uh, come within, uh, up on their windowsill maybe, um, come up on their mailbox. Just, uh, just an experience is wonderful. And, and, and so and, anointing. And, and you just, and just have a camera handy. <clears throat> and right. click that in moment. that cell phone, keep it in your back pocket. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. Well, th- when you see these these photographs that are taken, does God ever speak to you in the midst of that and say, uh, I had you click this, and now, and maybe that's an inspiration for you to writing a, a caption for the photograph as well. Um, how, how does God work with you on those kind of things? Well, I will, I didn't realize it, but he did speak to me, but I didn't grasp that was what was going on. But it was spoken to me, not necessarily with word forms, because I fell in love with the colors, and colors had spiritual meanings to them, and that's how I grasped the, the communication, not through the words so much, but through numbers and colors. Okay, so God has given you appreciation for colors and for animals, and when something stirs you, you go, click. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize that God had breathed that into you, and all of a sudden you have something that other people would like to see as well? Yes. And um, even uh, this um, connection with you is actually even edifying my spirit because uh, this very season I'm understanding who I am and the way the Lord would speak to me 
um, is just almost beyond my wildest imagination. But at the very time it was happening, a lot of times I didn't grasp it. Yes. You know, I use a scripture today uh, in other environments that talks about, and the wind lists or blows to and fro, and no one knows where it goes or where it comes. Such are those who are led by the Spirit of God. And oftentimes we are led by the Spirit, and only in afterthought or hindsight we go, Holy Spirit stirred me to do that, and this is the result. Isn't it nice to realize that God is with you? I will never forsake you. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And so Holy Spirit is with you all the time. And isn't it nice to have... Uh, some way to capture that interaction that he has with you. Some people may feel comfortable clicking a camera. Other people may uh, have an ink pen and a, an empty pad, pad uh, paper to, to, to communicate that. Other people may have uh, paintbrushes or whatever it happens to be. Uh, other people just may have a way with words, and when the Holy Spirit stirs them, they can communicate those words with somebody beside them that can impact their lives as well. So I want yep. to re- really encourage you because you, you, right now you say you've been doing this for a long time and you're beginning to realize that God may have an ulterior motive in all this. Explain a little bit further. Well, I think we all will sometimes will know and grasp things in our, how do you want to say it, in our brain, in our mental, but here in this last couple of years, it, it is Las Vegas out in the desert. I'm, I am, but I'm grasping it spiritually and emotionally. I mean, it's, uh, Lord, you really did. I understand this now, though you were explaining it before. I didn't understand it. Um, uh, and so it was just, um, the things that I think I was just doing things methodically. Um, I loved it and it gave me joy. Yes. But it's uh, maybe it's like a, a, I can explain it like a light bulb. It, the wattage has skyrocketed. Yes. Um, the wattage has uh, skyrocketed. I love that. Yeah. So this is really an encouragement to people that are just kind of dabbling in things. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I love to take pictures. I'm not particularly that good, but I love to take pictures. God goes, I can work with that. Or I love to write things, but, you know, I don't want it to be published. I can work with that. Uh, and so Holy Spirit's saying to you right now, you may have some skill sets or some callings that you have not even ex- experienced because you haven't allowed me to express them to you and through you. So my listening friend, uh, Nicole um, Ramirez and I, are talking about this from a very base, simple level here. As far as we're not talking to you about f stops and all these other different things that that deal with photography. We're what we're dealing with here is listening to Holy Spirit and take what you enjoy doing and let Him use that as a ministry tool, not only to you but through you. And Nicole, in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about how the your your photography actually helped you get into the writing and how a number of books got published by you uh, and <clears throat> you kind of had to write uh, captions and copy for the photographs and now all of a sudden you're writing poetry and other things and that's, sometimes that's how God transitions you into other skill sets as well. So would you mind staying with us because we want to talk about 
the writing component as well. My listening friend, I just hope that you're understanding that it doesn't have to be all complex or deep and heavy. It's just simply God has stirred different appreciations in your heart. Move into them and see how he blesses you and blows on it to minister to others. So, Nicole Ramirez, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the writing component, and uh, I know you have some insights as well. So would you stay with me, Nicole, and we'll talk about that in our next segment? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, Nicole Ramirez, artisan in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello there. You know, it's not unusual that I quote Scripture to you periodically, because, you know, this is a show that uh, is tied to Scripture, and so sometimes uh, I, I dig through my Bible here, I dig through my Bible, and I come up with a Scripture. This particular topic is, we're going to talk about writing, uh, and uh, I've got uh, Nicole Ramirez, uh, artisan with me from Las Vegas, uh, formerly She's formerly from San Diego County, and we want to talk a little bit about writing. We talked a little bit in the previous segments about some of her photography prowess, and we've discovered that uh, a lot of it just has to come to letting Holy Spirit do His thing, and and it may not be instantaneously. You go, oh, you know, that was nice. Holy Spirit stirred me. Sometimes it's reflective, and you go, you know, God kind of stirred me in that direction. And look at the end results on something like this. It's remarkable. But I want to use that as a springboard into some writing because she not only does photography, uh, she not only you know writes books, she does blogs, and she's an artist as well. <clears throat> she's pretty remarkable, but one of the things I've discovered about her is she's just Nicole. That's who she is. She doesn't make any uh, big uh, high accolades about how wonderful I am. She just hears what God tells her to do, and she expresses herself, and those expressions can show themselves in artists, uh, artist renderings. They can express themselves in photography. They can express themselves in writing. My friend, I could just as easily be talking about Y-O-U. So what's God got in your life that he's stirring you to do that you haven't really tapped into yet? Nicole, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, it reminds me of a scripture. That's why I was digging through the scripture there, because I wanted to read something or quote something from a book called Habakkuk. And you may know where I'm going. You may know where I'm going with this. And in the scripture, it talks about uh, we're called to write the vision plainly upon tablets. Yes. And the verses verses says, um, though the vision is for an appointed time, wait for it. Don't you just hate that part? You know, wait for that. In, in other words, endure, write the stuff, write the stuff, write the vision, and uh, when it is the appointed time, people will run with it. You'd like to have people run with the vision immediately, but God says, no, there's a, um, uh, an intent here that I have for you to persevere in me, and then all of a sudden, it's going to blossom, and everybody's going to be blessed by that. Now, I, I have a suspicion, because you're a writer and a visionary as well, this, this scripture has talked to you through the years as well? 
Yes, you're hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that my, my listening friend, this may have been a, a hallmark scripture for you as well, especially maybe uh, the third or fourth year or the third or fourth decade that you've been pursuing these things, writing the vision upon tables so others read it. And sometimes they have never read it or sometimes they read it passively or sometimes it hasn't been the right time. But uh, the, the point of the matter is if God stirs you to do it, move into it and... Uh, I was pleased, Nicole, to talk to you a little bit about how the photography that you did kind of drew you into writing captions for the photography, and then it kind of drew you into other aspects of writing, and now you're a poet, and you know it. So tell us a little (laughs) bit about that uh, one other uh, discipline that you have there, and we'll talk about others in the next segment as well. Well, uh, I kind of want to, though... uh, put my finger on something is that uh, who knows it was over 10 years ago um, when we all have dreams we do and even some visions but I woke up one night um, while we were living on Burden in El Cajon and I heard it it was almost a shout Nicole would you ingest embrace the book of Habakkuk really and um, then I got my Strong's concordance out, and I had to look up what Habakkuk meant, <laughs> and it means to it means to embrace. Ooh. So, and it's even my password on a lot of my sites. Oh, that's r- really nice to know. Thank you. And we're broadcasting. By the way, <laughs> I'm just teasing you now because it would be hard for people to really decipher that and what that means. But you, before we get into the writing component, you mentioned. Uh, website, and also you have uh, Facebook pages as well. Would you give us some links before we jump into these things about writing? Oh, sure. Now, I have two here on uh, Facebook. I have the timeline of N and Ramirez, which is the personal one, but the photography one is Photography by Nicole N. Okay, Photography by Nicole N. And then is it Facebook. Uh, on Facebook. So you put photography by Nicole N in Facebook, and that will take you to your page? Yes. Okay. Now, hi, now, do you have a, a website presence as well? Yes, I have the Flickr account, and I will spell this um, slowly because, um, well, you'll see why when I do it. <laughs> it's uh, Flickr.com backslash photos backslash Photography by Nicole N. Yes, yes. Well, I, I haven't had a chance to get, get into some of your photography, and it's remarkable. But also, I have an appreciation for uh, how God has been speaking to you, maybe even using that as a launching pad into some other disciplines like writing and so forth and so on. So talk a little bit about uh, writing and maybe how, what the, how, how does it look to be inspired to write, and what is the kind of thing that God is stirring you to write? Well, um, it will actually truly depend on what life form or even landscapes or different things that I'll see. And I'll just, different facets will jump out at me, um, not physically, but, you know, uh, get my attention. Yes. And uh, I could even um, share one of the um, writings about one of the... um, the dragonflies that I saw actually fly over the pond um, about 
I wrote, skimming over the surface of the water, I see you. I see how bright and beautiful you dance. The brightness of your spirit, the realm in which you dance and worship. I behold that beauty. And and it goes on for a couple more paragraphs. But um, the, and the Lord used that, not at that moment, but within the season about the dancing and worship thing that I was to be doing. Oh, is that, oh that's so, great. So this the... The was it a dragonfly or butterfly? What what was it? Was a dragonfly, the dragonfly, and the name of it was called the flame skimmer. Oh, and you and, you, and God gave you that to talk about that particular uh, insect, but it also began to communicate to you about uh, motions and worship, being a dancer as well. Is that what I understood? Yes, 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 and. Um, Uh, The other thing that I'm uh, remembering, but um, I don't have the the writing here in front of me, but um, we had those fires in San Diego called Cedar Creek Fires. Yes. And I remember going out that next season, um, the springtime, because the the season of the fire, it was it it just destroyed the um, countryside. But I noticed. The manzanita trees were coming back, hmm. and um, it took me to the book of Job, um, and I had wrote some things, but it, there's hope for the tree. When it's burned or cut down, that it's going to sprout again, and its, shoot will, its shoots will not fail through its roots, grow old in the ground, and the stump dies in the dry soil. At the scent of water, it will flourish and put forth springs like a plant, hmm. and it just was it was a very emotional day. I was almost shocked at what I was learning through the countryside and the earth was declaring the glory of God. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, now, as you have described these things, one of the things I want to encourage our listeners with, and that is you don't have to have a lightning bolt from the sky uh, to move forward in God's calling for you. If you, you know, Nicole had, she she liked photography, she kind of liked writing and painting and things like that, and she just kind of moved out in them, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit breathed on them, and something that she just took pleasure in herself can also be a ministry tool for other people. So part of this thing is just basically stepping out. Wouldn't you agree, Nicole? Yes, it, it, it was. Um, I even um, just feel prompted here um, about the the dream I had had of um, going up a, a hill that was a tunnel, got to the top, made a U-turn, yes. and I fell off a cliff. Can we talk about that in the next segment? Yes. Because yes, sir. what we're going to do is we're going to leave them cliffhanging. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to find out more about this vision that Nicole had uh, of going up and balancing on a cliff and see what happened to Nicole and what's going to happen to you. We'll discover that as we get into the heart cry of this artisan and the inspiration for you when Nicole and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. 
A prophetic phenomenon is sweeping over the world. Prophecies are being fulfilled in rapid succession. The Jewish people are returning to their borders. Ancient highways are being restored and the true location of ancient biblical Jerusalem has been revealed. Shalom from Jerusalem. My name is Anarina Haiman and I invite you to join us in learning about how modern day events are corresponding with the Hebrew calendar the deep secrets embedded in the Hebrew language of the Bible and to discover the spiritual significance of Jerusalem. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. It's time to set your heart towards Jerusalem. It's time to align with Zion. Join us at www.alignwithzion.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If you're like most people, then saving money in 2020 is on your New Year's resolution list. At Cash Call Mortgage, that's one resolution we can help you achieve. Right now, we're offering an incredibly low 2.875%. 3.076% APR 15-year fixed loan. So if you have a mortgage interest rate of 2.99% or greater, call us and see how much you can save on your current mortgage payment. We can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. At Cash Call Mortgage, our New Year's resolution is to help folks save money and have a happier financial new year. For a free quote to see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com. Or call us at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Get encouragement for your daily walk with Christ at KPRZ.com and with the KPraise newsletters. Get registered by visiting KPRZ.com and using the keyword newsletter. Receive devotionals about reflecting upon and applying biblical principles. Stay current on the latest announcements, contests, events, discounts, and more. Read stories of inspiration to enliven your week. Sign up for the K-Praise newsletters at kprz.com, keyword newsletter. Sponsored by Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Heard weekdays at 5 p.m. on K-Praise. Heavenly Hope, Truths from the Hebrew Language, Pastor D here every Sunday night, 8 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. And we would like to have you take your shoes off and get comfortable and get a good Bible study in every Sunday night, 8 to 8.30 p.m. Truths from the Hebrew Language. God richly bless you is my prayer. Shalom, shalom, perfect peace. Join Pastor Dennis Hodges for Heavenly Hope, Truths from the Hebrew Language, Sundays at 8 p.m. right here on K-Praise. Hey, this is Laura Story. One of the joys of a Christian cruise is the people you meet along the way. On this upcoming summer cruise to Alaska, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers. Deepen your faith with the teaching from Alistair Begg and worship with Michael O'Brien and myself. Dine with new friends and share how Christ is deepening your faith on this once-in-a-lifetime teaching and travel experience. You'll bring home memories to treasure and stories to share. Join us August 30th through September 6th, 2020 for an unforgettable Alaska cruise. One of the joys of a Christian cruise is the people you meet along the way. I'm Alistair Begg, and on this upcoming summer cruise to Alaska, you'll be surrounded by the Fellowship of Light-Minded Travelers, be able to worship with Grammy Award-winning Laura Story. So join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020 for an unforgettable Alaska cruise. For more information and to book your trip today, visit kprz.com and search keyword Alaska. That's kprz.com, keyword Alaska. 
Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. All right. I need to ask forgiveness. And I only, I'm only doing this to you, Nicole, because as I finish, you were beginning your story about a dream that you had about uh, going through tunnels and things like that, ending up at a cliff. And I said, stop, because we want to deal with this in the next segment, because I was coming close to a commercial break. I need to apologize, but part of the apology is because I, I was convicted by the people in the studio here when I used the cliffhanger analogy, talking about a cliffhanger, and we'll be back to solve this cliffhanger. My uh, producer, Neil Fraser, and, and Brendan, uh, my engineer, they were nodding their heads in disagreement with my goofy uh, uh, sense of humor. So I apologize to them. I apologize to you. And my listening friend, I know you loved it, so I don't need to apologize to you. <laughs> anyway, what we're going to do right now is I want to take you back, Nicole, to this, this dream that you had. And let's talk a little bit about that and how it ties into uh, your writing and so forth. Nicole? Ramirez. Well, uh, number one, I forgive you. You're my brother. There's nothing. You did nothing wrong. Thank you very <laughs> much. See, I, I'm, I'm looking at the my producer and my engineer and going, nanny, nanny, nanny. So go ahead, Nicole. <laughs> well, anyway, now you are familiar with El Cajon and Lakeside, so I'll just condense this. I went down Las Coches Road, made a right turn, went up Tunnel Hill, got to the top made a U-turn and fell off the cliff. Well, there's no cliff there. Well, in a dream, <laughs> the Lord the Lord does what he does, and you better listen. So uh, I woke up, and I was kind of freaked out for a day, and then I went, oh, my goodness. I'm going to spread my wings and soar like an eagle. Ooh. And um, so it was just a, one of those. I kind of felt like I was brought into the principal's office with the Lord, and he was showing me who I could be and who I would be if I would listen. So the the message to you was, uh, you have wings, use them, and that could yes. translate into your 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 skill sets, your your love for artwork or your love for photography or writing. Uh, and why don't you before we go more deeply into this? Why don't you use this, Nicole? Uh, as an encouragement to our listening friends and and encourage them that they have wings as well. Why don't you do that, and then we're going to dig more deeply into the, well, the results of this story. Yeah, yes, I believe that, seriously, all Christians have wings. And with all the uh, birds, feathered friends that there are that God created, there are everything from eagles to sparrows, and we are all different. And um, there are different kinds of raptors. There are vultures. There are hummingbirds. There are everything from warblers and phoebes. It's just really awesome. And they just all have different characteristics. And um, we don't need to be like the next person. God created us with those uh, particular uh, just different, uh, I don't know the term to use here. Yeah. It's just different life forms, but they're all birds. That's and right. they all can fly. They can all fly above the situation, and they can choose to stay in it or fly away from it. That's right. And no offense to you, my penguin friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, but that's a, so, uh, it's a <laughs> that's a beautiful analogy. And each one of us is constructed differently by the Lord. And you might have some skill sets or some artisan 
capabilities in your DNA. And I think what Nicole is saying is you need to get to that cliff so that you can trust that God is going to show you solutions. So we've got a few minutes left, like five minutes left in this in this this hour together. It goes fast, doesn't it? Oh, yes. What would you like to leave with our listening friends, not only about some of the things that you've done, but uh, to encourage them to do similarly, Nicole? Well, basically, it's just not to truly, like Proverbs 3 has explained, do not rely on your own understanding. Mm. Um, Just get out there. Go to... um, I don't know what store is in your area, anywhere from Michael's to the wallet. Get yourself a tablet. Buy some colored pencils. Get some paint. Just get whatever it is and start out. If you remember, even in elementary school, we made those scribbles uh-huh. and you just color in all the holes. <laughs> you, I mean, the colors are um, just phenomenal. You start doing it in the ice. The Holy Spirit just starts flowing through you, and um, it just, I would do that. It can be the drawing, or if you would like, you can get the paint. You can get, I've even used Sharpie pens. I've done everything um, from in using old jewelry on your uh, paint canvases. But I would just go out and spend a minimal amount of money. You can even go to the dollar store and get a, a little tablet. Um, when I say a tablet, not the ones with the lines, just the... Um, mm-hmm. The sketching pad. Thank you. Uh, no and problem. And so, and just whether they're crayons or um, colored pencils or whatever, just, just do some drawing because it'll just get something flowing, um, the Lord's flowing, the, just your spirit soaring, and um, things will begin to just flow like never before. I love that. I love that. My listening friend, I hope this is an encouragement to you. You know, you may have had, you know, I like to doodle a little bit or whatever it happens to be. Uh, Understand that God wants to use that thing, and it may be his ministry to you exclusively. And it may never get past sharing it with him and him sharing it back with you. Sometimes we, the journal, it's it's just uh, nobody is intended to read this other than you to reflect on it and what God is speaking to you and through you. But uh, there are other times where some of the journaling things that you write down have with them the character traits of being a novel or a book or a children's book uh, and some of the doodling that you do. You know, it, I've, I look at cartoons sometimes and I go, there are some cartoons that are just simply, they seem very infantile in their, create, in their creativity, you know, like I would draw a stick figure with my opposite hand and I would go, yeah, this, some of this People are actually selling this artwork as a cartoon, but but different people have different appreciations for things. Just do what God has called you to do, and uh, some of it may just be for your own edification, and some of it may be something that is going to inspire others. We've got about a minute or two two right here, Nicole. I'm going to have you put on your ministry hat, and I'm going to have you communicate with our listeners and to encourage them to take those next steps into creativity. And then we're going to close the segment by you giving your Facebook uh, address again. Would you be so kind? And let's start out with your encouragement to our listeners. Well, again, it would be uh, don't stop, get out there, and do. 
by just um, don't I don't even know how to ex- express this. It's basically don't not quit. Go get it and do it. Um, there's I don't know what uh, company yes. it does. Is just do it. Just do it. <laughs> don't just think about it. Put those um, plans into action form and get the product that you need to get. I mean, and you can even, if the funds are tight, you can use things around the house just to create and make things um, with, uh, we all have sketch pads of some yes. sort or another just laying around. I've even taken magnets on the cover, the front door of my refrigerator and just done some funny artwork. I love it. Um, and you, but you earlier on, I have to, I have to compliment you. Uh, uh, earlier on, you said a, a, a co- an idea that I embrace, and that is, it's, it's two words, dollar store. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank uh, you. I, had, I hang around there. Totally my wife gets crazy because I, she loves to shop, but I, every time we drive by a dollar store, I go, let's stop, let's stop. And she goes, you don't like to shop, I know, but this is the dollar store. I can't make a big mistake here. Yeah. So, but But it's, you're right. You can find wonderful supplies in places like that. So uh, yes. we're going to have to go really soon. But one more word of wisdom to our listening friend and a website, and then we have to go. Quick word of wisdom. Okay. Okay. The word of the word of wisdom. Please do not rely on that on your own understanding. <laughs> just just um, trust the Lord, and uh, you know what? And what just uh, popped into my spirit? It truly is. I've heard this all my life, and never believed it. It so often is darkest before the dawn and when you do this you're going to have victory you're going to have um it's just going to edify your spirit more than you can imagine and an enhanced relationship with the creator of the universe nicole ramirez quick quick with facebook access and then we have to go yeah the facebook was again facebook.com backslash and and ramirez is personal that's facebook.com for photography by nicole n um, Photography by Nicole N. Nicole, yes. thank you very much for joining me, and thank you for being an, an inspiration to our listeners. My listen, friends, as Nicole and I say, you can do it. Uh, visit the dollar store, buy stuff, and doodle, and uh, see what the Lord tells you to it and through it. So uh, we have more fun next week, so do not go too far away from your radio. And uh, see you next week. Nicole, thank you for joining me. Everybody, God bless you. Go doodle. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. Kate Praise.